I'm Mishima Yuki, and you're listening to the Giant Sword Podcast, home of the second biggest group of phantom thieves ever. The first being me, Kek. Hello, and welcome to this week's Giant Sword Podcast. I'm your party leader, Nick Lynn. To my side are my noble and hairy are Taylor Hoyt. What up? Maddie Lynn. Hello. And joining us again is Ben Moore. Hey there. How are you doing? I'm good. Um, I'm actually stealth eating because I haven't had lunch today, so... Don't worry I'll about tr- that. <laughs> What's up? Don't worry. We def- definitely couldn't detect it at all, so yeah. you're good. Okay. You're, nice. being, you're being a very good ninja right now. Sneaky eater. So, Taylor... So, Nick. There's been a lot of news. I have been busy this week, so I don't really remember it. Can you please go on? And- so, so the, the, the JRPG news train is, is slowing down. You know, it's, it hasn't been super crazy like the last couple of weeks. But there's a few things that are notable that I wanted to bring up. Um, the first is the next Atelier game got announced. And it's basically the Madden of JRPGs. They come out like every year. And it's like <laughs> clockwork. You can just expect it. Um, but this one's called... Atelier Liddy and Sawyer, Alchemists of the Mysterious Paintings. And this one looks interesting because uh, it's not like the normal game where you just go around and do alchemy stuff, but it's like it's almost like Mario 64 where you like, go into paintings and you go into these like different worlds or something. Yeah, they're changing it up. Yeah. Uh, kind Wait. of PS4, Vita, and Switch. That's what I was about to say. It's on the Switch now. On the Switch. They need to drop that Vita. <laughs> not really, but... I- as long as it's on Switch. I need a Switch. Um, ben, do you have any experience with the Atelier series? Because I know Maddie and Nick really do not. Um, almost none, really. I've dabbled um, with a couple of them, and I've enjoyed the very, very, very tiny bit that I've played. But, uh, yeah, I'm not knowledgeable about them at all. Um, they seem interesting, but kind of as you mentioned with it being the, the Madden of JRPGs, it's always been a little overwhelming to me, um, and I'm sure some like pretty solid research would clear that up, but sometimes a new one comes out, and I'm like, wait, which trilogy are we in now? Um, and so I just need to, to figure out like the best place to, to start and really hunker down with that series. Yeah, it's... They need to like slow down and like maybe improve it, because they, yeah, they've been coming out like almost once a year since like the beginning of the PS3 era. Like I remember the one that got me started was Atelier Rorona. Yeah. Yeah, that's the one that you that I was like, it's too bright. Everything's yep. so shiny. <laughs> yeah. And then they they sort of remade it with like not chibi graphics, which is interesting. But uh yeah, I don't I don't they haven't really said much about this, but it's on Switch. Maybe I'll get it because I haven't got one in like three or four games. I have Sophie right there and I've never opened it. There you go. You gotta play it, Nick. Gotta get on the Atelier hype train, yo. There's too much games to play. You, you know what was really funny? I was reading an article about this series this week, and the guy that designed the characters for the first, the first trilogy on PS3, he said, um, he said he he ran out of character design ideas after the third game, and so he stopped working on this series. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, there's only wow. so many ways you can draw cute girls and frilly dresses, I guess. So, so it's a different artist. Yeah, I guess so. I I think they've had each. I think each trilogy has had their own character designer. Mm. If I read that article right, or something, somebody's probably going to tell me I'm wrong in the comments. But you are wrong. You are wrong. I'm very. I'm always wrong. You're also always on drugs. That's very true. 
So anyway, there's that. Uh, oh, I was very excited about this next piece of news. There was three editions of Nino Kuni 2 announced. Oh, yeah. That's so nice. there was the basic uh, day one edition. And the, gosh, that, that box art first saw, I got to say that box art is just stunning. Looks like a Studio Ghibli movie poster. <laughs> Have you guys seen it yet? The box art, yeah, 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 yeah. it looks mm-hmm. really nice. Okay, it, you know they're overlooking that like the the kingdom, and they're just standing on that hill. It's like, yeah, and the, yeah, yeah, and the dragons flying yeah, overhead. Yeah, like, this looks good. But is there good water? I mean, probably. It's it's <laughs> level five. It's Nino Kuni. It's probably gonna have great water. Um, so let me see here. The standard edition just comes with some weapons, whatever. Um, the premium edition. See, I, I'm having a hard time justifying wanting to buy these because like i don't know what so there's this thing they're calling a um 3d paper craft kit and they're not really showing what it is and i'm like is that like origami like um, i don't know what paper craft is exactly um i think this was a star fox thing where you get like a paper craft arwing oh and you like fold it together yeah. sort of thing hmm yeah, for an extra twenty bucks it's not really worth it and then they the infamous collector's edition thing they do is the music collection cds where it's not the whole thing it's just like a few select tracks it's like either give us the whole thing or just don't give it to me at all i bet you in japan it's the full thing oh yeah it always is in japan they always get like the best thing i remember for the uh, dancing all night special edition they got the full soundtrack for i think no no Maybe this is Persona 5. That was Persona 5. They We're got the full soundtrack three, for four, 3, 4, and 5. Yeah, yeah. That's insane. My God, I would have paid for that for sure. And then it comes with a steel case, which I hate. I hate steel case. My OCD can't handle something on my shelf looking steel different. Steel cases look so good. <laughs> I have so many steel cases, I just noticed. Uh, let's see. So there's that. And then the collector's edition comes with that. Okay, what? let's see here. Comes with a mechanical rotating diorama. A plushie of the the little uh, familiar guy. I don't. I guess his name is Lofty. Uh, making of Nino Kuni Blu-ray and the season pass, as well as all the other stuff. That's two hundred bucks. A season pass. What's yeah. Their, what's they, everyone's feelings on that? Well, they haven't said. So this is what they've said about the uh, about the season pass. Enjoy additional Nino Kuni Two Revenant Kingdom gameplay content. Fit for a king. The contents of this DLC are under protection of the king's royal guard for now. But stay tuned for more. I hate when they do that. It's like here's a here's a uh, season pass. We're not going to tell you what's in it. Like why would I pay for that? <laughs> it's kind of like the Final Fantasy 15 season pass, where all the good DLC is not even in it. What do you mean? Like the Final Fantasy Online thing? Oh yeah, that's in that. Was that part of it? Though? I think it was. I think it was part of the season pass. I thought the... it was just like a free update or something like that. I think for now, only people that had the season pass could get that Final Fantasy 15 thing. Speaking of the online thing, Ben, what's your opinions on that? Um, no opinion on it. I haven't had a chance to play it yet. Uh, I have a download on my PS4, but just haven't given it a go. Have any of you played it? No, I don't think it. So, don't do you have the season pass for 15? <laughs> I'm not sure. Um, I feel like that's something I should know, <laughs> uh, but like maybe they sent it over when they sent it over 15. Okay. But I'm not sure. I can look. Okay. Yeah. Do you have to have the season pass to play it? I think to do the test, I think you needed the season pass. But they're going to release it, I think, for like cheap or free at some point later on. Okay. Yes, I do have the pass. Okay. Yeah, with all of the Final Fantasy 15 DLC, it's basically just been like, ah, that seems 
interesting or at least want to give it a shot and I just have been too busy with other games and things like that that I really haven't done anything with 15 since I finished it. It's been that kind of year, you know what I mean? You, you yeah. play one amazing game and then another one comes out, it's like, can't go back. <laughs> yeah, I'm super behind on all my DLC, like Zelda, Neo, Dark Souls, uh, everything, really. Just since I'm near, I haven't played the DLC for that either. So, Still, that Final Fantasy XV Online is such an enigma to me. I don't, I don't like, where hey, did we, that come from? We all play as Noctis, it's fine. No, you don't play as Noctis, Well, actually. you you make a, an avatar, but they have the same they're power. Basically not, so you all play as Noctis. Oh, you have the warp ability, and then... I, I did my research, Nick. Yeah, there's like an offensive spell, and then there's a healing spell, and then yeah, you can warp around. But it looks pretty dope. It's like it's like imagine Final Fantasy 15, but like the you're just hunting monsters, pretty much. It's like Monster Hunter with Final Fantasy combat. It sounds very very huh. familiar. I think it starts with white and it ends with Chronicles. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to think this is nothing like White Knight Chronicles, but then again, I well, haven't I have, played it. It definitely has better combat, I can tell you that. Yes. <laughs> yes. I feel like I've talked with you guys about White Knight Chronicles <laughs> more than I've ever talked with anyone about White Knight Chronicles. <laughs> I think you're right, yeah. I feel like it comes up every time you're on. <laughs> yeah. White Knight Chronicles. <laughs> The game that we'll never stop ragging on. But if you just play it, you'll see so many familiar, familiar things when you play other games. Like Xenoblade. Yeah, it's got that MMO style combat from Xenoblade for sure. So anyway, any of you guys interested in either of any of those editions of Nino Kuni outside of the standard? Not um, really. <laughs> no. Yeah, not really. Nope. Yeah, I got, the last collector's edition I bought was actually the original Nino Kuni, and I only got it because it came with a really nice. Um, I think it was an art book or something, but then it came with the the Wizards book, like a physical version of that. Because when you play the game, there's like an in-game version, but it was nice to have right. like a physical version because it references that a lot, mm-hmm. where it's like, oh look here, and it'll give you the answer to this password to get through a puzzle or something. So it's cool to have a physical version of that, but. But yeah, I definitely won't be getting it either just because the standard edition has the best box art and that's all I care about. <laughs> Wait. Uh, I've really turned a corner on special editions. Not that I don't still have moments of weakness because I totally do. Uh, a couple, I still get a couple every year or so. But I'm just like running out of space in my apartment. <laughs> and even the games that like I really love and I was really excited about the collector's edition and I followed through on them, I kind of end up regretting because it's like, I get it, and it's really exciting, and it's cool, but then I don't have anywhere to put it, and I don't really interact with anything outside of the game itself, so, I don't know. Taylor, you di- so you're telling me you didn't buy the Persona 5 Collector's Edition because it was a steelbook? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, that was one of the reasons, but the other was, like I've said before, like it wasn't the full soundtrack. I'm trying to think of what else was in it. The Morga- I would have liked to have the Morgana plushie. I, I do it's enjoy my. Book. What is my Morgana plushie actually? Nick, it's, you're terrible. It's hiding. The rats it took it. No, no, it's right there. It's right there. Yeah, right. It's, okay. yeah. He's hiding. <laughs> He's telling you to go to sleep. Yeah. Well, speaking of Persona, so there was a few. There were some updates to Persona Three and Persona Five Dancing, Moon Star Knight. I just say dancing. And yeah. We'll get it. There's so no, no female protagonist yet. 
No, yes, it was funny. Somebody somebody photoshopped um, a screenshot from the trailer. I'm like, oh my gosh, is that in the game? And I think it was just a very clever Photoshop. But so, so there's going to be a PS4 version, and they said the PS4 version is going to run at 60 frames a second. There's not going to be a story mode, but they're going to replace it with something else. And they, they were very vague on what that was. Yeah, and the only thing I heard through my digging was they said something like, we're going to explore the relationships between characters. Hmm. I wonder if they're going to have duet, more duets or something, maybe. Maybe. I, don't know. I mean... <laughs> they're going to have the multiverse. I mean, tech... No, that's the metaverse, sorry. Yeah. Technically, they're in the metaverse or some of it, but, you know. Hmm. But also, they're going to have... You know, they've confirmed a few songs, but then they said they're going to have all new songs. Which, I know, which is kind of... I don't know what to think of that because the whole point is to have remixes of the songs we know and love. Yeah, like the only, the one song, new song, the theme song for Persona Four, uh, "Dancing All Night." I really like. I was like, "Wow, that was clever." They spent they spinned off the uh, "Showing the Truth," the main song for Persona Four, and yep. then they went to theirs. But like, if they're doing a bunch of new songs for the two different games, I'm gonna be like, I th- that's not why I want this game though. I want to play to the songs I already know and love, and the remixes of those. That those are gonna be there. Well, they've only confirmed three songs for each game. There was going to be more than three songs. I, I know. A, I have a bet you there's going to be Persona 5 anime songs in the Persona 5 game. Ooh. Oh. And probably the oh. same thing with the P3 game. Well, P3 had a movie. Yeah, I don't know but if there's that, probably music in it, right? I mean, yeah, but most of it was the same. Because I watched it. Hmm. I'm like, you. Same with the Persona 4 anime. <laughs> but yet, yeah, overall, it seems like the focus is they wanted to make... The I don't know how they could possibly do this, but they want to make like of actual dancing gameplay. They wanted to have more animations, make it look even more colorful and crazy. And I'm like, it was almost too, too hard colorful. to look at yeah. as it was. Maybe it was just because it was on Vita and it was a small screen. But like, I can't imagine them putting more elements in because it would just clutter the screen. So I was, I was watching Maddie play the other day, and I'm like, <laughs> what is going on? Yeah, he was just <laughs> staring at me. And I was playing. I was utterly confused. I didn't see anything moving on the screen except for like at the very end, and I see Maddie's fingers going. Well, you have the like, like 600 combo, and I'm like, what the heck is going on I here? I got it perfect. Well, remember that invisible mode on like DDR where it fades before it gets to the the, the cross? Yeah. Well, I think that's what you were doing, right? That, the well, the fade? Yeah, so I play on the max difficulty, and then I have a bunch of like the extra stuff that give you like more score and more money because she's one of those people. Beat my high score. But also, I found the regular mode too easy. So I started adding stuff like the notes will go, well, like the note speed will waver, or uh, the one you saw is the notes will disappear right before they hit. Um, and then the notes go different directions than they usually do also. So I just I, I just look at it and I just feel I feel the beat, Nick. You just feel the it. beat. I feel it. I love it. And I go with the flow and I get perfects almost every time. That is really impressive. <laughs> Thank you. It is super impressive. Nick yeah. was like, I was like, you have a very useless talent. Those are the exact <laughs> words you lo- said to me. It. Yeah, he's like, you should plug into the PS3. We should try and record you because that's ridiculous. I'm like, nah. nah. It's all right. Um, Hence why I can't wait for these next two games because I'm going to absolutely destroy them. It's going to change something and it's going to throw off your rhythm. No, it's not. Uh, um, ben, what's your hype level on these new Persona dancing games? If any. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's definitely a little bit of hype. I enjoyed Persona 4 Dancing All Night. Uh, there were elements of the story that I enjoyed. Uh, I liked the different outfits for the characters. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Curious to see what they're going to do here. I, I'm, like, hesitant to commit 
one way or the other on hype just because as you said with the story mode what they're replacing it with what is that going to be um and i do actually totally agree with you that if they're adding more to it that actually leaves me a little bit cautious because those games were uh pretty crazy but it's it's a little bit funny to me like the response that some people have where they're like ah oh, this isn't what i want you know i want persona 6 or i want Persona 5 Arena or whatever, where there's this sort of conception that these two dancing games are, are taking away from that or happening instead of those things. And I, I don't believe that. I don't think that's true. I don't believe that's true. Nope. I think these are really easy to make, and those are coming out first. And the next we're going to see Persona 5 Arena. I also think they were working on it from a while ago. Like, they had the, they were already, with the Persona 4 <laughs> dancing game, they already were making assets for the next two. Because they basically said, we liked this. If it worked in Persona 4, which is basically our test game, we're going to make P3 and P5 as well. And so I believe in the process of making P4, they just started putting all stuff together for the other two games. And when they're like, oh, this works, they put out P5, let it set for a little bit, and they're like, okay, here we go. We have P5, P3 dancing. Pretty much. Yeah, and I I just think because um, Ben, you were talking about like oh why isn't Persona Five Arena coming out? Like uh, Arc System Works is just so backed up right now. They have like what, right. three games they're working on right now. So maybe like after four. they're done. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So no, I totally agree with you. It's not like these are like they can't creak out a Persona Six in like a year. That's just not going to happen. I so. hope they don't <laughs> ever do that. Well, they yeah. they to, uh, they put out a Persona Four in two years. Yeah, but, yeah. I mean, now that they have the engine, technically it would go by quicker, yeah? What would your your feelings be if they didn't do Persona 6, but they did, like, a Persona 5, or Persona 3 and 4 remake, but it looks like Persona 5? Hmm. Hmm. I... With all the quality of life stuff of Persona 5? Yeah, so it's it's Persona 5-ish, but it's in the style of 3 or 4. So... That's hard because a lot of the charm of five was the deep confidant stuff, right? And if they keep the old confidant or social links from the other games, which not all were nearly as deep, it would kind of be like, uh, it's it's fun, but like I kind of liked the all the extra stuff. This remake is going to be like a Resident Evil remake. So, so they add some add so, so like those confidants that don't give you anything will now give we'll you give a new stuff? skill okay. or whatever. If they work on it like that, then I would be interested as long as they weren't like, okay, this is it. We're never making Persona 6. No. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah. No, I would I would be all for it because like I, I was saying, a, this is maybe like a month ago, but I had started replaying Golden on Vita and it's kind of rough to go back to after P5. So if they had updated visuals and updated quality of life stuff, like I don't care if they don't update the dungeons, but if they just had the quality of life stuff, then I'd be totally fine. Especially with three, because I like three is so fuzzy. And it's been so long since I played it. Um, but yeah, I, like Maddie said, as long as maybe it's like, hey, Persona Six is announced, but also these are like in between. Like I, I don't know how they, but you'd have to be very careful with how you announce all those games to not get people pissed off. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Ben? What do you think? Um, I don't know. I mean, I, it's, I'm torn because I do really love Persona 3 a lot. Um, but at the same time, I think there's sort of this weird consequence of spending so much time with these characters. I mean, we had Persona 3, we had FES, uh, we had Portable, 
And then we had them in queue and the fighting game and arena as well. And it's just, I do like these characters a lot. Um, I just feel like they've kind of since release, like been pretty close. Uh, and so I haven't really had a chance to miss them. And so if like a persona three remake were to come out soon, uh, I feel like there wouldn't really be a, a break from those characters that I love as much. And maybe that's just been kind of the way that I'm consuming them, but it, it wouldn't feel as distant as, as I would expect. And I think that's why like the Zodiac age kind of hit me in the sweet spot is because it's been a long time since I've thought about, uh, Bon and Bosch and all those characters as well. So it's just a personal thing where, like, I uh, I want some more time between the last time I saw these characters to to get invested. I guess. I see it. That's yeah. fair. Yeah, because like every time anything like this is announced, people are always like, "Oh, good, Atlas is milking it again," or whatever. So. And then you see all the things on Twitter of like all the memes of people just drinking gallons of milk saying yeah. i'll take that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i love those yeah i want to join in because i'm like yeah give it to me this is what i want i am an unabashed persona fanboy so i'll gobble it up i think that's why persona 5 i mean obviously hits so well is because for years i mean since 2008 right we've been kind of dealing with persona 4 and persona 3 characters and so it was just so nice to get new characters with their own storylines and their own relationships and problems and style and that sort of thing. Um, and so honestly, I would be more excited about like a persona five golden than I would any sort of remake or these dancing games or anything like that. Like that's what I keep predicting. Persona five Ruby mm-hmm. on switch. Yeah. On I mean, switch. <laughs> some sort of ultimate version of persona five is almost assuredly happening, right? Like, yeah. Yeah, I'd like to think they, so. they're definitely let out. They, there's time in the storyline for them to add stuff. Yeah. Let's say. I, I, let's just say, let's just let them have fun. You know, yeah. they, their party got rained on, you know, all this stuff. Yeah, they don't right? know how, they don't know how to f- have fun on vacation. Just like make a couple fun events and then that'll be like the perfect game for me. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. I got what you're talking about. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'd also like a little bit more dramatic stuff too. Just a little bit for. The whole game is like full of Yeah, drama. I know, but I, I, I like that stuff. <laughs> okay. So that's why I love the game so much. And there's there's a point where I could expand on it more. That's all I'll say. Yeah. You should be able to find your confidants more than just, you know, the three at night. Oh, you want more night stuff? Yeah. Like in Golden, where you just talk to them and then it's like, this will raise your, it won't it won't give you a rank up, it'll ra- make your chances easier. I really didn't care. Better. Cool. Um... So, this will get, I think, Nick and Maddie excited. <clears throat> so, I caught a tweet on online the other day. Um, it was a series of Jap- uh, tweets in Japanese, but some people were translating. But basically, a fan tweeted at Falcom saying, hey, I want Cold Steel 1 and 2 on PS4. And they're like, hey, well, well we're interested, but you know, we want to see the demand. And I don't know how you show the demand outside of buying the game a second time. But um, Fourth time for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'd buy it again. But let's go. Well, it, it was as crazy as this sounds. I would almost be interested in that because when I was watching Nick play the PC version, I'm like, dude, this looks like a totally different game. Like ha- having it run at a better frame rate and all this stuff. I mean, you had an FOV, the FOV out far mm-hmm. slider, not FOV. Yeah, yeah, FOV, yeah, yeah. FOV. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, so it just it just looked like a totally different game. <clears throat> so if they could, I don't know if they could have that in like a console game because usually that's a PC thing. But it, it'd be nice to, I, for you guys, right? Because the whole thing is your saves carry over. It's like how is your save from Vita <laughs> going to carry over like, to PS4? To play it again? It'd be yeah. fine, Nick. <laughs> it'd be. Fine. Each time you choose a new waifu, and you... no, it has to be no. I have to do the same waifu because it has to be the same. So story that's why line. in this one you choose a different waifu. You experiment, <laughs> and then the last one you're like, okay, I'm gearing up for the third release. I'll play it again. Real waifu, everything set up perfectly. No, he can't abandon Sarah. He's got to be true to her. <laughs> He's be true. I get it, but uh, yeah, I mean, they have. It's not happening. But it's usually when game companies tease you like that, I feel like it's already in the works, you know what I mean? Like, they wouldn't just say that. Or maybe they would, I don't know. Maybe they're just playing with our heart. I mean, for good. Well, Ben interviewed the director, right? Oh, or that's the right, the CEO? president of The Falcon. president, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And during that interview, he said that he was interested in bringing all this stuff over to the West. You just need to see demand for it, right? Um. Yeah, I mean, I'm hesitant to say that i he definitely was interested but uh you know as i learned throughout the conversation like wanting to do something and being able to do it are two totally different things and it's it's i I don't want to make the mistake of making it seem easier than than it is because they're a relatively small studio for as much as they pump out right yeah absolutely did he um happen to mention because i'm imagining like they said persona is like what like 50 to 80 people or something maybe maybe more so like what is did he say anything about how big their studio is no he did not give uh an exact number okay during the interview but i didn't directly ask either okay because i imagine like a game like cold steel or ease eight like that can't be more than 40 ish people just because i've seen smaller teams pump out something more impressive no offense to either of those games but technically they are an indie dev yeah, I mean, they publish all their own stuff, you know. Like, th- this is kind of an extreme case, but, like, let's take, for example, Hellblade. I think they, there was only, like, 20-something people on that game, and that looks as good as anything out there. So it doesn't, I guess the number doesn't necessarily mean anything, but... That's um, not... They don't uh, They don't publish all their own stuff. Uh, oh, they don't. Like, Ease 8 is being published by NIS, and then Exceed has published a lot of, like, past Ease games and Trails in the Sky and that sort of stuff. I guess, sorry, I guess I meant in Japan. They publish all their own stuff. Oh, sure, 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 sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, gotcha. yeah the West is really kind of crazy. Like, <clears throat> like series will hop develop or publishers all the time and stuff. I don't know what the deal with that is. Like, if yeah. they can't, it's just too much to handle at once for one publisher. I, I don't know. Sean gave us a horror story. A horror story? Remember what he said last last episode? I don't. I mean, he said a lot of things. What so about, he... about uh, different publishers? Oh, like oh, they, they they won't necessarily yeah, I'm keep. I'm so scared. No, that will not stand. Oh, that they won't that keep will... the same uh, voice, voice actors. actors Reen's voice is always Reen's voice. It's always Sean Chiplock. Well, I feel like you said Nick. I don't know if this, there was an article about this, but you felt like Exceed dropped ease in favor of Cold Steel. Like they're just going to keep doing that. Or they're something. just trails of yeah. I think that's what's going on. That's and comforting. Ease is work, and then NIS is working on ease and i think tokyo xanadu is that's access games I access think. games i think yeah there's yeah tokyo xanadu is access what's swice then i don't know uh that is xc that you're right yeah that's, that's xc okay yeah mm-hmm. cool 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 um three hype. oh my god <laughs> yeah 
So just last piece of news, a couple of release dates. Uh, Dragon's Dogma Dark Arisen for PS4 and Xbox One comes out October 3rd. And Etrian Odyssey 5 Beyond the Myth comes out on 3DS on October 17th. Yeah. Oh, got some We got some excitement. EO hype over here. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Bring on EO5. I'm excited. I liked 4 quite a bit. Mhm. So Yeah, 4 4 was my introduction. I've always wanted to go back to like the remakes, like the what is it like the Millennial Girl and the Fafnir Night and all that stuff. Yeah, the Untold, Etrian Odyssey Untold. Those look cool. I'll, I'll admit, like, what got me interested was the box art, because the, the Millennial Girl box art is, like, gorgeous. Maybe, like, the mm-hmm. best box art on the whole system. It's really mm-hmm. it's really nice. You mean box art, man. Dude, box art is important. Especially <laughs> spine art. Square Enix, you're just a massive disappointment with your spine art, man. <laughs> White background, plain black text. It's not just No logo Square treatment. Enix. <laughs> They're the biggest culprit, though. Like, if you look at your shelf, I guarantee you, going back to PS2 days... They just don't care. I, At least I, with Final Fantasy. I said this before. That's a Japanese thing. I know, but here, well, here's the weird thing: the Final Fantasy 14 on PS4. They like put the effort in. They did the whole logo and colored it and stuff like that. But you know, 15 white background, black texts. You know, I don't know why they don't spruce it up. Everybody else can do it. <laughs> it is my one weird pet peeve when it comes to gaming and box arts and all that stuff. It really annoys me. Okay, see, Dragon Quest Ooh. Heroes over there is white. White text or black text, white background. Yeah, see Square Enix, Atelier Sophie, same thing. Uh, yeah, that one is inexcusable. Cartoon, <laughs> Cartoon Network Punch Time. That's also one of those game stuff. Ones. Yeah, like generic ones. See Final Fantasy Thirteen. Eh, Tales got some good ones. Anyway, that's <laughs> it for the news. But no, uh, Etrian Odyssey Five. I think so. Here, uh, there's this. I might get into this in when we talk about what we've been playing. But I want to clear out all the 3ds games i want to play and just kind of put that system to rest at some point i don't have very many games i want to play but i there's a couple entry and odyssey games have you stopped your collecting i have i haven't bought a new 3ds game since the switch came out. did dragon quest 7 come out this year or last year last year okay then it was pokemon sun was the last game i bought i actually uh played a little bit of dragon quest 7 like two days ago after taking months off and that's always a fun experience <laughs> trying to figure out what you're doing trying to figure out where you're going and what you're doing the plights of playing a classic style jrpg yeah it's just like uh what was i doing <laughs> why, that's why i can't stop i love back in the day when we played rpg maker all the time oh my god we always we, we always complained about the <laughs> battle system right yeah but that's just like the dragon quest battle system pretty much how many times have we mentioned this I don't know. It just always pops in my head. RPG Maker, Dragon Quest Battle System was the only thing that sticks into my head from all your RPG Maker stories. But I don't know why we didn't like it back then. Because it was very basic. Because we had seen other things. I think Tales had definitely been out. So we were used to, like, you know, action combat. Mm. I don't know. I just thought it was funny. Yeah. Oh, RPG Maker. Speaking of Dragon Quest. Yeah. Ben, how's the battle system in Dragon Quest Eleven? Uh, so I haven't really gotten beyond my frame trap impressions. Uh, so I haven't played a ton. So I haven't really seen how the battle system evolves or like how much skills matter. Um, but you know, at the outset, at the very, 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 very beginning of the game, uh, it seems familiar for sure. Um, nothing too crazy so far. Yeah. When um. Oh my gosh! I just had a brain fart. 
Somebody. I hate when that happens. Um, Taylor says something. Sure. No, but I've I've watched like my buddy Johnny, uh, Happy Console Gamer. He he put an impressions video up, and he's pretty far. But like, it looks like you can do team up moves. I think you can you could do that in eight. I think Angelo and the main character had team up moves where you like do crossover or something rather. So I think there's there's double team moves. Um, but what's what's interesting is it looks like. I don't want to call it totally like Grandia, but you can move the main character, it looks like. And you're not just, like, sitting in a line. Like, you can move around and maybe get different angles and stuff like that. Yeah, you can move the character around. Um, so, basically, you have this circle that you're in when you're fighting things. It's actually kind of similar to Dragon Quest X, uh, the MMO. Hmm. But I haven't found any reason to move. Uh, I haven't encountered any benefit to that so far. So you're not getting like extra critical strikes or anything like that from hitting from behind or something? Not that I've seen, no. Okay. Yeah, again, hes- hesitant to kind of uh, say too much just because I'm so early. But Got Do it. you import games often? Um, mm, I've definitely done it more as time has gone on. Uh, but I think I actually might slow down again because the what started the import thing was... Puyo Puyo Tetris. I was like, we're not getting this. It's been forever since it came out in Japan. <laughs> I really want this. And then we got Puyo Puyo Tetris. And I was like, well, we're not going to get Yakuza 0. And then we got Yakuza 0 and Kiwami and uh, just everything. Like everything that I've imported, we've eventually gotten in the West, even Dragon Quest Eleven. So I don't know. Hey. I, on one hand, I, I like the idea of importing and trying, trying to get early coverage out there, but the reality of actually making that happen uh, might be a little difficult. Yeah, it seems like it would be really hard to play because I've imported a lot of Tales games, mm-hmm. the Tales games on the PS2 that we haven't got, mm-hmm. and I beat Tales of Destiny twice. And that's the only way I was able to do that is because I know the game from the PS1. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I knew the story was going on and everything like that, and I got through it. And then I always had a guide. But then if I try it with like other like Tales of Rebirth, or um, Tales of Innocence, or Tales, or Tales of Destiny 2, the real one, um, I couldn't get through them because, like, I don't know the story and it just didn't feel right just reading a guide, playing it. Sure. Because it was just weird that I could get through Tales of Destiny, but not the other ones. Yeah. Like, you, you, I mean, you imported Nino Kuni. Yeah, I just, I was tired of waiting. The same thing, like Ben said. I was like, all right, I can't wait. Um, but what's nice about... What was nice about Nino Kuni is there was always like a gold star on your mini map that told you where to go. So up until a point, I could just play it on my own. But then at some point, I think uh, I think you run into where you have to. Oh, this is what it is. You have to consult your the book, and you have to like find a line in the book and type it in. And I had no idea what it was trying to ask me. And so I was just putting in random Japanese characters. I'm like, okay, I had to have a friend help me because I that spoke Japanese because I couldn't, I couldn't progress. And the only other game I can think of that I imported was um, this game called X Troopers, and uh, it was this like arena shooter game from Capcom. It was all anime style. I didn't know this until after the fact, but apparently it was like made from old Mega Man Legends three assets that never got used because the game never came out. But, uh, yeah, that was an interesting little shooter game on PS3. You remember me playing that, right, Nick? Yeah, I remember you. The only reason you bought it was for the anime aesthetic. Yeah, pretty and much. And because of the uh, the trailer song. The trailer song was so good. <laughs> I still listen to that song. 
uh, it's funny because I've, I've heard from some people, and I think it's, it's a valid point where they're like, why are you importing the game? You know, you don't um, understand the story or what the characters are saying or a lot of the context, and all of that is completely true. Um, but at the same time, it is kind of, if you go into it with the right mindset, it is kind of an interesting experience because it's it's almost like depriving one of your senses, kind of. And because you can't rely on people telling you what to do all the time, you have to pay more attention to the environment um, and looking around and trying to piece things together. And it's it's kind of an interesting way of feeling out a game and and only focusing on the mechanics or only focusing on like what the UI, what the icons are telling you. Um, like I would never want to review a game that way, obviously, but uh, it is kind of, like it's it's always cool playing games from a completely different perspective. I think that should be a bet. A bet. The bet. The loser has to review a game, an import game. No. <laughs> that would be amazing. No. That would be pretty funny. Not us. We're not reviewers. Oh, okay. I don't know. I didn't know if you wanted to start something. Just the only for- person who's written reviews is Taylor. Well, games for me, uh, I rate them basically like 70% on story. So if I ever went to a game imported and I had no idea what was going on, I'd get really pissed off really fast. <laughs> I don't think I'd be able to do it. You forgot one other game that you imported. I'm trying to think. I, I... You imported Sedrin Cogsaw. Oh, that's right, yeah. I thought for sure there was no way in hell we would ever get those games. But sure enough, we have all of them now. <laughs> I didn't think we were going to get Galgun either, and and here we are. Like We, we live in crazy times, man. Yeah, no kidding. They're bringing over everything. No doubt. Except yeah, Mother 3. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can get Sinran Kagura, we can get Galgun. No Mother 3. Nobody wants to buy that. Aren't there fan I, translations? I know that was a joke, yeah. but that like still sucked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't mean to offend. No. That's uh, all right. <laughs> I mean, that was before Senrin was even... Oh, yeah, because Mother 3, that's a, what, a Super Nintendo game or a, a N64 game? Game Boy Advance. Game Boy uh, Advance. Okay. Yeah. That shows you how much I've played Earthbound. So. <laughs> Sadly, we didn't. We haven't played... We didn't grow up with Nintendo, really. No, like, everybody's like, oh, I can't believe you haven't played Chrono Trigger still. I'm like, dude, I didn't play RPGs on Super Nintendo. I only started on PlayStation 1 and I just never went back, so... Yeah, still holds up. That's what everybody says. I'm I'm shocked because I, I thought for sure I'm like, oh, there's no way a Super Nintendo game. Well, the you know the platformer games hold up, but like RP like archaic RPGs struggle but, to hold up. But this isn't like an archaic RPG. It does things that PS1 RPGs didn't do. For only certain ones did. Like you could see the enemies on the screen and stuff like that. The other right. thing about uh, Chrono Trigger is it's short. It is. Like, mm. You can you can get through it pretty quickly. See, they tried to fix that in Chrono Cross, but then that time, that, instead, they made it way too long. Mm-hmm. But, you know. Yeah. I mean, that game is probably twice as long as Chrono Trigger, would be my guess. Chrono Cross was ridiculously long. Well, because, yeah, when you transfer over to the other character... That's not, that, that, that's not That's like the first part. Yeah, I know, but you're that character for a long time in that game, from what I remember. I never went back. That's how long. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. I just stopped playing it. I got, I got back. Yeah, I need to go back. Oh, that's a game. That is one of my backlog of shame games. That and Final Fantasy IX, those are the games that just ha- have haunted me. They haunt me every day. They just I have nightmares about them. 
See, with Chrono Trigger, I feel pretty confident that you could go back and enjoy it today. Um, okay. Especially if you already enjoy JRPGs and you're, you're like willing to accept some of the things that go along with JRPGs. Final Fantasy IX is one of my favorite games ever, and I'm always curious how new people will take to it because so much of it was a time and place thing for me like the characters seemed really good to me at the time and really well developed at the time and like those cutscenes were really amazing at the time and that world building was really amazing at the time i'm not sure i just doubt if it still has the same presence that it did back then i think because i have been playing that the pc version off and on the, the part that's hard for me to go back to is the combat is just so dry and boring there's no sure nothing interesting about it thankfully there's like the turbo mode so you can at least make it go by faster mm-hmm. but i think that charm is still there for sure like just the, it's got good vibes you know it's got great music like they redid all the character models so they look they really pop in like a almost jarring way <laughs> mm. but uh on the pc version in the pc version yeah like they really stand out but uh yeah, I don't know. Like, like you said, it'd be I'd be curious. Like, Maddie, maybe like if you went and played no, I Final Fantasy IX or I something need to play like that. It because the only Final Fantasies that I've beaten and really played is uh, Seven mm-hmm. and Tactics and Fifteen. Oh, and Fifteen, but I don't really count that as a Final Fantasy game. <laughs> oh, ouch! <laughs> the only Final Fantasy play- game I've ever played is Fourteen and Fifteen. Oh yeah, you played Fourteen. Do you like Fourteen? Um. Yeah. It was funny because I. I I have my MMO and it's World of Warcraft. You can't stop me. But I played 14 for a little bit with my friends and it was fun. Uh, I had to remake a character because I thought like it was you know you make a character and then you make the archer and then you have to make another character to make you know the warrior. My friends like no 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 your your character can be anything and everything like at the same time. I'm like what what? And so I I played that for a while and I go out into a dungeon and nobody knew how to tank so I tanked. It was pretty funny. And, uh, yeah, uh, the systems were cool. I like the animations and stuff, but I just, I had to go back to WoW, because that's my baby. Sure. Did you start playing when A Realm Reborn came out? Uh, well, I played A Realm Reborn. That was when I came in. Um, I played, and then my friend was getting really excited for Heavensward, mm. and I stopped, like, a month before Heavensward came out. Mm-hmm. Got it. Yeah. What was the new one, Stormblood? Stormblood, Stormblood. yeah. I feel like Final Fantasy fourteen and, and that this isn't necessarily a knock on it, but I feel like that is a game for Final Fantasy fans. There's like so much fan service in that game. And I think that will appeal mostly to Final Fantasy fans. Like I, I obviously like people probably play it that's like their only Final Fantasy like like Maddie, but I think that is very much targeted at like longtime fans of the series. I see where you're coming from, but I actually disagree with that, I think. Oh, okay, um, yes, disagreement. There, there definitely is a lot of fan service. I mean, you go to Matoya's cave, but like, I think that stuff is included in a pretty smart way. And I actually think the story, in and of itself, is is strong. Um, and I played. I mean, I haven't played Storm's Blood yet, so I don't know how good that is or isn't. But it, like, my time with A Realm Reborn and Heaven's Ward, the story just pretty much got stronger throughout that. Like, I thought Heaven's Ward in and of itself was was really great um and like outside of nostalgia outside of the fact that this is a final fantasy mmo uh it was just really really good and i would like suggest to people like if you do care about final fantasy or you're looking for a pretty solid 
uh, RPG story that like it's worth going through like just for the story by itself. Nice. I, I'm pretty sure my character is Yunarakami. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that was my character. That's what you named him? Yep. <laughs> nice. I mean, I didn't get it, so I had to, add, like, an apostrophe at the very end of his name. But, like, it was close enough. And my friend for my birthday bought me, like, a $20 mount that changes the music. So I rode that for, like, two weeks and then quit the game. Wow. <laughs> I know. I, I guess the, the one caveat I should say about the story, since I'm hyping it up so much, it is still an MMO. So it takes, one, it takes forever, and not everything's super exciting. Uh, so... I guess, like, go in with that caveat in mind. It's not going to move the same way as a single-player game. Yeah, remember, it's an MMO and has MMO systems in it. Mm-hmm. Kill five crabs and go oh, pick yeah. up a watermelon on the other side of the earth and then bring it back to me because I'm too lazy to do it <laughs> myself. Yeah. Thank you, Taylor. Yeah. <laughs> I can't play MMOs anymore. Yeah. I'm. It's hard. It's like I'm scared that I'm going to get addicted again and... I don't want to do that again. Like I don't want to go through that again. So, I, I mean, that's the away. the double-edged swords with with MMOs, right? Because you there's so much good in them, and you want to love them, and it's part of what makes them so fascinating is how much there is to dig into. But that's what also makes them terrifying. Like I feel like when I'm seriously playing an MMO, I can't really play other things the, the way that I normally do like maybe that's just my personality but when I'm in an MMO it's it's like okay I'm only playing this for the next few months and uh, that's hard I, I like you know even even longer games even like 30 hour games you know, if you really stick with it you're done in a couple of weeks you know and you, you have that satisfaction whereas an MMO it's like I could be doing this for the next year. I don't know. It is scary. But at least Maddie has found a uh, a way to do both. Right? Yeah. Are we going to launch into what we've been playing? Because I could just say I've been playing World of Warcraft. You have been playing <laughs> But I remember a tweet that Taylor made was uh, there was a um, an ad for Final Fantasy XIV. It's like, return to the world of Ivalis. And you're like, oh my gosh, yeah. And you're freaking out. And then it was like in Final Fantasy 14. And you're just like, oh. Yep. Use the old Yoda meme. I remember that tweet. (laughs) (laughs) I guess probably like the place where you're at with World of Warcraft, where you, you know, you've leveled up your character, you've done all that stuff, and you can just like check in occasionally. That's probably a good spot to be at, I would imagine. Yeah, so. so She's leveled up like seven characters. Shush, Nick. I only have four max level characters, and I have two main characters, okay? But yes, I'm at the point... So, when Legion did drop, and I think it was around when Cold Steel 2 came out, and I think I played a Legion for like two months before I even started Cold Steel 2. It was crazy. And I was really hyped for Cold Steel 2. That's how much Legion... Okay, anyway, she moving dis- she on. She disappeared. I disappeared for a while. And so, the point I'm at now is, like, you know, new patches are being released, new story-driven patches are being released, which is what I really care about in the game. And so, I'm just hopping on, like, every two days to raid with a guild to beat the last boss. And then nice. that, that's it. Like, I play for total probably six hours every week, and I'm done. And that's that's good. I don't need any more. Except for the last week. Last week I played for you played a, lot. a lot for just, I don't know why. Was, just wasn't sound- that because you kept wiping, though? No, no, that was, I mean, yes, 
but you weren't here. My day off, I basically played WoW all day. Nice. Yeah. But like that thing I sent you, is that pretty accurate? It was pretty accurate. Yeah. I just, I miss, uh, I miss those such days. a beautiful day. Sits down, launches World of Warcraft, starts doing like all the grinding stuff I have to do. <laughs> I remember summer vacation, um, going into the sophomore year, I'd wake up, turn on WoW, go to bed. Yep. That, that was my days. So every time you immediately booted up while you went to bed, that's crazy. That's oh, okay. crazy. <laughs> Play it all day. <laughs> Great way to fall asleep booting up WoW. Well, he also plays, you know, 30 hours a day. Yeah. So. That's a nigga. He played over, <laughs> he played over 24 that's hours in one day. That's impossible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's his famous thing in Persona that, that's 5. That's his quote that we won't ever live, live down. <laughs> Guys, no. in Persona 5, I played over 24 hours on Saturday. <laughs> what? <laughs> Nick, are you okay? Did you do something to yourself? He found my hyperbolic time chamber. That's what happened. He, I you went into the metaverse, man. Exactly. He actually did, yeah. And it busted my brain. I can't. You said that on podcast, I think, too. I did. Yeah. 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 That was great. But that's I say things like that all the time. That's, I know. That's why, it's that's why we love you. Nickism. It's great. Yeah, World of Warcraft. So... Yeah. That's what you've been playing. And you've been playing the third. I have been playing third. I'm bouncing between the third. See, I'm at the point where I can play two games right now. So I'm bouncing between WoW and playing the third chapter. Of Trails in the Sky. Of Trails in the Sky. Because... And the last time I saw where you were... I'm 26 hours in. I know that. But I need to know what realm you're in. You need to know what realm I'm in. What is it? Plane. What pl- I'm in the sixth still. Okay. I'm in the long fun zone. Long this zone. sounds like potential spoiler territory. I mean... It's, weir- it's weirding me out. It's I know. Anywhere. It's not really, but like, yeah. I- I'm just saying a plane. Tread like lightly. An, like an airplane, you know? Sixth airplane. Be quiet, Maddie. <laughs> <laughs> Taylor, what are you playing? <laughs> um, I beat Zelda, like, right after the podcast last week. You did. That was really funny. Yeah. Right after we recorded, you just took out your Switch and beat it. Yeah, I was pretty much, I mean, I just had to go beat Ganon because I did all the Divine Beasts. I got all the memories, got the um, uh, Master Sword. I'm like, I'm kind of done hunting for shrines, so I'm just going to go beat Ganon. I destroyed him. So that was fun. And then I played Hellblade, which is, I, I mentioned earlier, this is Ninja Theory's new game. And they're trying to do this thing they're calling AAA Indie. Where they have a very small team internally, and they publish it themselves, but they want want it to be of AAA quality. And it is how do I describe this game? I was I was trying to describe it to Maddie. I wouldn't call it fun necessarily, but it's very <laughs> impressive. You described what, it as a game I would hate. Oh yeah, Nick would love this game. Maddie would hate it because it's like it's so like oppressively in your face. So the the, the general premise is you're this character Senua. And she's dealing with, uh, she has psychosis. So the entire game, you're hearing these voices in your head and you're seeing like, these illusions appear in front of you and like the world keeps changing. So it's like a horror action game. Mm, sounds like the suffering. Yeah. Yeah, I think you'd like it. Um, but it's it's impressive what they were able to do with such a small team, such a small budget, but it still looks incredible. And as I mentioned earlier, the the gal that plays the main lead of Senoa, this is the first time she's ever acted in anything. She, they were just doing motion capture for a trailer and they're like actually you're doing pretty good let's just roll with it and you would never know like the emotion 
she exudes in the story and like i don't know it's just really impressive and i would say get and it's only it's at half price it's 30 bucks digital only about seven hour game would you call it a horror game there's definitely horror elements like it, it can definitely be scary at parts for sure especially the enemies because they're like these really these faceless hulking demon things yeah it's definitely can be scary for sure messes with your mind but it's really intense. Like anytime there's a boss or like a, a combat encounter, I just feel like it just is always intense. It feels like Dark Souls. It feels like you could die at any moment, even though it's very simplistic. But yeah, I think you should. I think you would really like that game. I mean, it sounds cool, and I'm like, I'd be interested to watch someone play it, kind of. But I, I probably wouldn't be able. to. No, like, this is not a matter of. <laughs> Not good good story though i mean it's a very compelling like I, I the other thing too is it's really intense like i couldn't i'm like oh i'll just download it and marathon it and i couldn't i had to put it down a couple times i'm like yeah i need to take a break like this is did you beat it already yeah i beat it yeah right. it's it's short so uh ben have you gotten around to playing hellblade or do you know much about no, it no um huber reviewed it and he like made a plea for all of us to play it and i didn't know much uh, about it going into it but uh, when reviews started coming out, I checked those out, and it it just sounds really interesting, um, both with the themes that it's tackling and the way that it's structured, uh, and just visually, it looks really really cool. Um, and I'm super curious to check it out. I just haven't had a chance to. Yeah, it's been one of those kind of years, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I, it's funny. I was thinking about this as I was playing Hellblade. I'm like, literally every kind of game that I like came out this year or is coming out this year like we're getting a new survival horror game evil within 2 we're getting fast paced action from platinum we got totally, that near totally we got persona we got a new gravity rush we got horizon we got a new resident evil it's like okay like no year will ever top this ever right <laughs> it's yeah it's crazy like absolutely I, and it's it's just relentless and the fall is not letting up we're getting a new mario new wolfenstein new assassin's creed like oh my god god. my wallet hurts it it's tough because you're completely right we've had this amazing year and it's a year that we'll never forget and while at the same time some of my best experiences have been like xenoblade chronicles and trails of the sky (laughs) and as much as i have absolutely adored playing those things um it it has made it so i can't keep up with everything so i feel bad for you know groups like your guys i don't know how those game of the year discussions are going to go because like everybody's going to have a favorite it's going to be like everybody's going to pick one game and it's going to be crazy like i don't know how those discussions are going to go down or how you guys are going to come to a consensus yeah it can definitely be a problem Uh, and it was a problem with top tens as well where you know everybody kind of has a different horse in the race but i think the way that we're gonna here is push out awards a little bit and give people a chance to catch up where it's like, okay, you don't have any assignments or anything. You know, you, this is your time to, to play the things that other people are recommending and other people are going to be fighting for. So you have uh, some sort of voice. So I hope that that shakes out like that and hopefully it'll make it a, for, for a better game of the year discussion and awards and all that stuff. Or Mario's going to kick everyone's butt. I, I don't know. I, that, <laughs> that could be. Cause Maybe. Well, here's the really scary proposition of pushing out awards is that early 2018 is not 
is stacked uh, as well. Like it just doesn't stop. There's only one game that matters, and it's called Dragon Ball Fighters. No, it's called Nino Kuni Two. 2018 yeah. is turning out to be like a good year. I think for both me. of those matter. Yeah, both <laughs> of them matter. Because <laughs> <laughs> yes, I agree. Oh god, I really only care about the Persona Five anime. I'll be honest. <laughs> I'm telling you, I, please. <laughs> I can't wait. It's like, yeah, we're getting all these great JRPGs, all these care. amazing games. I want this anime. God of War is coming back, but all I want is a P5 anime. All I want is please, a P5 anime. Please. <laughs> Die happy. I, I, yeah, I cried so long when that text, that twi- tweet or Twitter, Twitter <laughs> I can't even talk. Oh, God. Yeah, I, I think you'd like Nino Kuni, though, Maddie. I think you should play the PS3 version and then hop in on 2. I yeah, think I'll, I think I'll do like that. It. I yeah. You too, Nick. I've been trying to get you guys to play that game forever. I know you've had time too, and you've been playing like random games, like Xenoblade. I don't know which one you're. Xenoblade playing. Chronicles is not a random game. It's random. <laughs> it's very random. <laughs> it was recommended by Ben, and I'm playing it. Okay. okay what do you think of Xenoblade Chronicles? Uh, I like the story. I hate the side quests. That. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> uh. The side quests are really can be really useful in a I'm, lot of different ways, but at the same time, like I didn't get too hung up on side quests, and I don't really have that many regrets, except unless I missed some crazy things, which is totally possible. So, the, uh, are, are but are you somebody that has to do all side quests and everything? Yep. Yeah, that's what's bugging me now because <laughs> they talk to me and they're like, like all the uh, NPCs are. Ta- I talked. I talked to all the NPCs and they give me stuff, and I'm like, okay. I don't really want to do this, but I have to. Um, you don't. See, yeah. that's, that's, that's the mentality that we need to create. You don't have to do it. Because there are so many side quests in Xenoblade. There yeah. are a ton. But, no, but but I got past it, okay? I got past it. And then okay. I got I met I finally met the... Uh, Mila? Or what's her name? Melia? Melia. I finally met Whoa, her. Spoilers. And that's not spoilers. <laughs> and... Um, then I needed to go back and make my gems, and I was like, "Man, I now I gotta fast travel all the way back to the beginning of the game." But then I got a quest at uh, Colony Nine saying, "Hey, Col- Colony Six needs one of these furnaces," and I'm like, "Huh, I gotta do this quest now." And then it's led me down a huge rabbit hole of side quest, and I'm like, "Do I really need to do this?" No, but I need that furnace. Yeah, getting the portable gem crafter is very, very, very helpful for sure. Um. Yeah, I'm curious what you think as you're going on. I mean, if you're doing all the side quests, I wonder if certain boss fights will be like substantially easier. Uh, how do you find the gem crafting? Like, has you, have you been able to pick up on that pretty well? I f- kind of figured it out. Um, Gentle Flames makes me be able to get back all the stuff that I didn't get to 100%. Mm-hmm. And I figured out a good combo to get a lot of gentle flame stuff, and, and then uh, a lot of increases. But I don't get fevers or anything like that. I don't know, it's like that's just random, and um, very time consuming though because I always, I always uh, do it in a big bulk. But I like it. I like I like the cost- customization. Do you like the combat? Combat is fun. Yes. Oh, cool. Wait. Um, it's a fast pace. <laughs> I'm gonna bring it up again, guys. It seems like a faster p- pace. Dragon Quest. White Knight Chronicles. Dang it! 
except without the combat the, the combo system but it's 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 fun i enjoy enjoy it um the party members i don't know who to pick now yeah that's something that's uh, something I really just desperately love about Xenoblade is all of those characters are so different from each other. Like, I mean, you start out, like, Ryan is your pretty obvious tank, um, but some of them get, like, really interesting. Like, I think Ricky's a really interesting character. I think Dunban is a really interesting character. Yeah, I switched... Um, I think Melly is cool. I switched Rain with Dunban because I like... Like, no one was doing damage, and Dunban does damage and also tanks, so mm-hmm. I switched him with that. Yeah, the the flexibility that you have, uh, how you like you get so many arts, and just experimenting with all of those is is pretty fun, and just setting up different combinations. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool, and it like you get more out of it the more you put into it, which is nice. Nice. Yeah, it's it like the story started getting really good, and I was getting really into it, mm-hmm. and then that portable furnace side quest came, and I'm like, yeah. I want this. Just demolished everything. <laughs> um. I'm actually surprised this is a Nintendo game with some of the outfits are in the game that are there. Mm. Like, I'm amazed these weren't censored. <laughs> <laughs> they learned their lesson. They censored a lot in Xenoblade X. X. Yeah. Yeah. But it was, it was still funny. I laughed when I saw those outfits. I think, oh, oh man, Sharla now. She's wearing like a bikini. Oh yeah, and that was just armor, that was that was that, yep. was that was just the no- normal armor though. It's not like the bikini vanity item. It was this normal armor. It was like a jungle thing. I was like, oh okay, okay Xenoblade, I get you. Makes sense. <laughs> Other than that, I've started Trails of the Cold Steel PC, and everyone knows my opinions on that game. Godlike. It is godlike. I like uh, all the voiced, all the new voices. They voiced non. Uh, NPCs, like random NPCs they voiced. I'm like, okay, that's cool. I don't know why they did that. So I mean, there is more Reen voice in, so that's that's all I care about. Yes, we know. We know you like Reen. <laughs> <laughs> I like voice acting in general. So in a lot of the game, like there were like story parts that didn't have voice acting, and then there was other story parts that did have voice acting, and neither seemed more important than the other. And I was like, how are they deciding what part gets voice acted and what point part doesn't? That there's was, some points. There's some confusing. parts like that in here, but yeah. a lot of things are voice acted now. Apparently, the whole beginning was voice acted. The whole that, beginning that was voice acted. Me. Yeah, and some of the lines that I want to hear voice acted are like, "Yes, they're voice acted finally." Uh, I really like your affinity for JRPG protagonists. That's not something that I encounter a lot, and those the protagonists don't tend to be my favorite characters, so that's cool. Oh, for me? Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. I've talked. To, ah, I think every protagonist of every game. Yeah. So should I just put in the Stella Joshua? It's just like, yep. <laughs> favorite characters right there. You good? I guess. Yeah. I guess Estelle is probably my favorite character in Trails in the Sky. So yes. it's not totally. Estelle is great. Estelle is a fantastically written character. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could go on about that, but I won't. We can't. We can't. We can't. <laughs> yes. Um, I have found some bugs in that game, though. I don't know if it's because I'm running at 60 frames per second, but sometimes the animations for enemies, they would, um, the Reen would get hit before the animation of the character, of uh, the enemy would hit him. That's fine. Oh, so weird. I was like, okay, that seems like a weird bug, but oh. that was definitely not in the Vita version. Yeah. Um, and uh, one time, um, the voice acting didn't match the 
the text at all. That's fine. It was completely random. Oops. Yeah. <laughs> it, was like, it, was, it was like, oh, I need to find a book. And then it says like, oh, so uh, I need to do this right now. I'm like, that didn't match up at all. I mean, yeah. Fail. No, I Sorry. think it was actually just a bug. But it was really funny. Mm-hmm. It made me laugh. Yeah. <laughs> what? I'm just thinking about all like, the games I've played, and I, I'm like, yeah, protagonist is my favorite character, protagonist is my favorite character, protagonist, yep. Yeah, I'm Velvet, thinking about, I'm thinking Saray, about it now. Mikleo, Luke. Mikleo is not a protagonist. It's not, that's he's, protagonist. he's basically a protagonist. Wait, wait. I'm. This is this is just me trying to understand. This is not coming down hard or anything. Okay. Saray and Mikleo are your favorite out of all of them? Yeah. Okay. All right, I accept in, that. In Zesteria. <laughs> in Zesteria, yeah. So right, in the right. game. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> That's totally fine. I'm just like on the complete opposite end. I think I like... Rose. I like Rose a lot. Yeah, Rose, Rose is probably my favorite. Rose, was really Rose funny. is a beautiful character. I just love the dynamic between Soraya and Miklia, which is why I named both of them. So did I a lot of people at Fanime. I know. <laughs> if I had to name like the favorite character, I'd probably name Miklia over Soraya, so... Okay. I'm into that. Okay, yeah. Because, like, Saray um, can be, yeah. But, like, them together, it's pretty cool. Yeah, definitely. I do think the relationship between them is good, uh, especially early on. Yeah. I feel like it gets weaker over time. Yeah, um, I feel that. But, yeah, it's definitely it's definitely a good quality that, yeah. that that relationship has, for sure. You know what I like about Zestaria? What, Nick? Getting destroyed by Jade. <laughs> <laughs> oh, crap. You know what I liked about Zestaria? You Zisteria? know what? I think you found one. You know what I liked? Found what? I think I like. I might like Jade better than Luke. Just well, nobody likes Luke. Yeah. <laughs> nobody no, likes no, Luke's storyline is really great. But Jade, at the beginning, Jade? nobody likes Luke. Nobody likes uh, Luke. Of course at the beginning. not. But 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 Jade. Jade's pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Ben, what have you been playing? Lately? Everything. Yeah. <laughs> yes and no. I feel like I've been playing a lot but i also feel woefully behind it's it's a weird sensation um the big one i guess the one to talk about is uh finally finished trails in the sky and that felt real good yeah um god damn they make you really want to go into that second chapter pretty quickly <laughs> yeah i waited maybe two minutes before i started the second one up Me too. i hate you i think i'm the only one that played it when it came out or beat it when it came out hmm did yeah, you, but, when did you uh, play it, Nick? I mean, I played it when it came out, but I didn't play it. Oh, okay. I was in a different mindset back then. Got it. Okay. But yes, that that they do do that. They do hook you for the second one. <laughs> and uh, do you guys, just out of curiosity, do you like the second one more than the first? It it feels weird, maybe I guess, <laughs> to even ask that question because they're both kind of one story. But <laughs> by uh, Maddie's really hyped up uh, reaction. I'll take that as a yes. Yes, second chapter is really, really, oh, really, really man. good. And okay. it's also twice as long. Yeah, that's a long freaking game. Interesting, yeah. I'm curious about the structure of uh, the second chapter because like, the way the first chapter works, right, is you have these up-and-coming bracers and they're going around the world getting recommendations and they're solving things like kind of single things within those chapters and then some of those elements from the things that they're solving tie into a bigger narrative overall but it's really kind of just like introducing you to this world and uh it, like it almost 
it almost kind of has like this almost TV show episodic episodic quality to it. Whereas at the end of first chapter, they set up, they they drop this absolute atomic bomb on you, <laughs> and I don't know, like, are you pretty much just chasing that like very desperately right from the outset, and then it doesn't let up, or is it does it slow down? I don't know. I I'm don't. Just, I'm curious. Um, yes and no yeah, yeah yes and no that's that's how i gotta go about that one okay <laughs> i mean I, i'll i'll just say this the prologue of the second chapter is the morning the next morning okay so that's fun that sounds sad yeah <laughs> uh yeah because it's well i think that's cool i one of the things that i loved about first chapter is the the slow moments uh getting to spend you know kind of those fun moments with the different characters and and doing different things like i thought the play in the first chapter was really oh great God. i'm going around the school it was <laughs> it was awesome and so I, I hope and there probably is but i hope there are a lot of moments like that in second chapter as well it's definitely different arcs okay cool you're like barely contained excitement like is is making me even more hyped to check it out. Perfect. <laughs> this is all in grand design. Uh, it's hard to talk about those games now because I always feel like I'm going to spoil something yeah, from a different game. Yeah, it's really game. hard. Uh, out of curiosity, I, by the way you were talking about it, it doesn't sound like you have. But have you played Cold Steel One? Yes. Okay. I've played it. Um, I haven't gotten like especially far. All right. Um. I'm trying to remember where exactly I got the so, Nord Highlands, probably. Oh, great! <laughs> yeah. If I that get, doesn't even it, what that doesn't even sound familiar. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Uh, Is it a big field, and do you ride on a horse? No, I haven't done that. Okay, I haven't done that. Hasn't gone that far. Yeah. So, if what you're saying isn't very far, then I definitely haven't gotten that far. Um, I here's the unfortunate case of trails of cold steel so we got trails of cold steel and i was actually going to slowly work on a review for it and then we got laid off um there were like several games that this impacted uh trails of cold steel was one of them uh fire emblem fates was one of them and i think there was something else but i don't remember it uh and then i like started Trails of Cold Steel again, got distracted by something, and then I eventually found out that they were doing the PC version, so I was like, well, I'll just wait for that. Yeah. And here we are today. Yeah. <laughs> and I, and then... And you did a good thing. You I did think. a good thing. And again, <laughs> it might not be possible with how busy you are, but I would still recommend playing the Sky series first before continuing on into Cold Steel. Yeah. Um, I definitely think I want to do that, for sure. Uh... <laughs> Have they announced a localization for Cold Steel 3? No. no. I don't think they okay. will until after it's out in Japan, right? I know, Probably. that hurts That hurts, hurts me so much, but it's I the hope, truth. I hope, I really do hope. Um, I don't know what X-Seed is doing. Oh, they, might do, they might do Crossbell first. No! I need the third I know. so badly! <laughs> or they could like surprise us and say, hey, we're doing Crossbell and we're working on the third now. Cold Steel 3. They seem to be putting so much effort into the Cold Steel series. I can't imagine them not 
bringing it over because they it, just did the pc version they they're it, doing the pc coming, version it, for it's two coming over i just don't know how quick it's gonna come I, over I well like it's quick so last week ben we had the voice act reen's voice actor on sean chiplock mm-hmm. and he i i don't know if he's very good at keeping secrets or he whatever but he is like well i haven't heard anything well he did the mm-hmm. same thing with the Cold but Steel with Cold Steel 2, 2 which PC, had gotten released. That's already been like, announced. Uh, He's like, well. I don't know if I'm working on that. No, he didn't like, say well, that. He, he was a little bit he, more he said, uh, like yeah, so cheeky cool about that. Yeah. He's like, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that was and Nick it. was like, come on, it's been announced. And he's like, yeah, that's pretty sweet right yeah. there. <laughs> I'm like, oh, wow. He's so good. professional. Yeah, consummate pro. Consummate pro. Uh, but yeah, I think you have a long time to catch up. Well, yeah. I mean, I mean, in our time, I don't know about your yeah, time. Yeah, he's, he's busy. Yeah, it's... I mean, since this is the JRPG podcast, like, there's there's a there's a part of me, it's not all of me, but there's a little part of me that is just like, man, I wish I could just say screw every other video game <laughs> and just focus on, like, just JRPGs or even just, like, right now, um, Trails, that would be cool. But, yeah, it's, it's hard because... Like, the trails in this guy don't skip. That was something that, like, I had to chip away at over time. And it's like, man, I really want to do this, but it's not super relevant. And, like, they're, like not only is it not super relevant, and we have to, you know, we, ha- we have a, there's some onus on us to keep up with uh, modern games. And there's only nine of us, and not all of us do reviews. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, just finding a balance between, like, keeping up, trying to keep up with other stuff, doing these, like, little tiny pet projects, and uh, just other other shows and things like that it's been uh, it's been a hard balance i was gonna ask so because you guys are on patreon and you guys don't rely on views and stuff like that do you still feel like this obligation to get modern game reviews out like to prioritize that over like everything else um Yes and no. Um, yes, in the sense that I think reviews are still kind of our bread and butter. Um, those are still the things that do the best and have the most potential for doing the best. Um, but at the same time, we really care about the quality of our reviews. And like something that I think we've done better at with Easy Allies than we did with Game Trailers is, I feel like when we put our name on a review, like we, for the like, for the most part, we just like really stand behind it and uh i think we're we've been able to make longer more detailed reviews because of it sometimes they come out later sometimes much later um but i think just like the general level of criticism has has seen a slight bump uh and yeah like i said they do perform better than other stuff and so it is it is something that we're kind of doing because there are people that only watch us for reviews um i think that audiences shifted for sure but uh yeah there are definitely people that only watch this for reviews well and like you said i kind of appreciate that you guys do the longer form stuff because the bigger websites like GameSpot and ign like i think i was watching a hellblade review it was literally like two minutes and i'm like dude how can you like learn anything in two minutes so like the fact that you guys go over 10 minutes depending on the game like that's cool yeah um i mean something like neo there were just so many systems and so many things to talk about. It couldn't not be over 10 minutes. Like I didn't, I didn't know how to do it any other way, but you know, it obviously changes game by game, but yeah, it's, it's difficult. I think because 
with Easy Allies, it's been nice that I think all of us have been able to express like the things that we're passionate about. Like, oh man, like, hey, I'm really into JRPGs and people have responded to that passion really well. Um, but at the same time, I feel like some self-disappointment where it's like, ah, I can't finish all of these things as fast as I want all the time um, because we're doing all this other stuff too. And mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. it's just, uh, just chaos. I remember when you first started appearing on, I think, Invisible Walls. Mm-hmm. You were talking about Japanese JRPGs, and I was like, thank goodness there's someone talking about JRPGs in game media. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's it really is crazy. Like, I think about when I started in 2011, and the narrative was, you know, Japanese games are so far behind their Western counterparts, they're dead, no one cares about these anymore, you're not going to see big budget console JRPGs again, and it's like, man, that couldn't be further from the truth. Um, Our prayers were answered. Thank you, JRPG Yeah, yeah no kidding. <laughs> well, I yeah, I mean, yeah, prayers were answered, but I, I also think, like, the community really did a tremendous amount of work. I think the community just didn't buy into that bullshit and really, like, went above and beyond. I mean, I think that's part of the reason why I like JRPG so much, and, like, this podcast is a part of it. I mean, you guys, you guys are so passionate about it, right? Like, you don't just play these games. Like, you, you learn about them. And, you know, I think that takes you a step above. And, like, these people are just doing incredibly detailed wikis and videos and, like, letting people know about these games. Like, I think about Operation Rainfall uh, being a good example of that. And, like, I think those companies that are making those games, because fans have been so vocal, um, they've been able to do a lot more. And I'm extremely grateful for that. One of the scariest times... Was when uh, I think Namco announced that if Trails of Graces F did not sell, they were not going to bring Tales over anymore. I remember that, yeah. and I was like, everyone buy Tale of Trails of Graces, a Tales of Graces, not Trails. And thank goodness that sold so well. It also was a really good game. Yeah. So it was a really good game. Well, I think again, like kind of like what Ben was alluding to, like I think companies only know just pure numbers like Mm -hmm. we can speak as loud as we want but if nobody's buying these games then who cares right and i i really think the game that got the ball rolling on all this was bravely default because it was like one of those you know it was like a throwback jrpg and like i will just put it out on three square enix didn't even publish it in america nintendo did because they were so like ah nobody's gonna buy this i think it sold better here than it did in the west and like oh people (laughs) actually care or it's still better than it did in Japan. Sorry, but like, like look at this year. Like Final Fantasy is probably like fifteen was like one of the best selling ever. Um, Persona Five sold better in the West than it did in Japan. Like cumulatively, I'm just glad ne- they, near. Yeah, I'm just glad they got rid of the whole. It needs to sell Call of Duty numbers because every yeah. company was doing that. It's like if it doesn't sell eight million, million, it's it's a failure. Yeah, um, like keeping it in check is nice just having some more realistic numbers so but i also i feel like last gen we got flooded with a bunch of really bad ones uh like a lot of those compile heart and idea factory like all those hyper dimension neptunia and stuff like people buy those i get it but like there were a lot of those like there's still low tier i know people i mean the budgets either must be small or more people are buying them than i realize but 
Um, but it's it's good to see like these big like you said these big triple A games like we got a sequel to Nino Kuni. Uh, Kingdom Hearts three is coming out. The Final Fantasy seven remake, Dragon Quest. So and it just never stops. Two thousand eighteen, an awesome Dragon Ball Z fighter came out. It's coming out. MechWarrior is coming out. A new one. Uh huh. I'm living the dream, guys. Yeah, twenty. <laughs> I mean, we thought twenty seventeen was good. Twenty eighteen might be even better. If all these games hit. Oh boy. Then I'll probably die. <laughs> it's like, okay. And 2018 can... will be my last year on Earth. Yeah, and it's like, I can die happy because, like, oh my gosh. I'm just thinking of all, like, fire. There's a new Fire Emblem coming out next year on Switch. Yep. Oh. There's a new Xenoblade Chronicles coming out. Yep. That's yep. a lot like the first Xenoblade Chronicles. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's this year, though. Supposedly. We still don't have a release date, but. The. Um, I was, if they announce this one game. Which, if it happens... <laughs> is it what I think it is? No, I don't think you guys okay. think it... Okay. If Arxis and Namco... Oh, I think I know what you're saying. Since they're buddy-buddy now, uh-huh. they're going to make a tag team Tales of Fighter. I don't know if it's big enough. It's it, it's so hard because like my heart <laughs> just wants to be like, yes, yes, you're right, that will happen. And then I think about it, I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I want that so bad. That would be so awesome. I mean, oh, you can man. see it, right? Like you can, you can visualize oh, yeah. that oh, game. Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. Sure. in that Guilty Gear style, like the Dragon Ball Fighter mm-hmm. style. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. <laughs> so good. Now, if that's announced, I could die happy. I, I think we get Persona Five Arena before that. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah. We know that. I feel like we're dangerously close, and maybe we're already in it. I don't know. <laughs> to the internet becoming filled with. Please, Arc System Works, make this franchise into a fighting game. <laughs> Just like we were with, like, Platinum not right. too long ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not necessarily a bad thing. Like, I know people have their disagreements with, like, Korra and Ninja Turtle and stuff like that, but I still feel like that Transformers game is real good. When that Blaze Blue cross-tag game, whatever it's called, was announced, I was like, holy crap, this is... How is this even possible? I know they have like Ruby. Like, who would even think to throw her like in a big fighting game? Like, Next, they're gonna have crazy. Goku because they have Dragon Ball Fighters. So it's gonna be like a huge cross. Yeah. <laughs> well, they're fighting games. They don't have Guilty Gear though, which is weird. Yeah. Well, they're two do- totally different styles because Blaze Blue is like the two D pixel, and mm-hmm. Guilty Gear is now that three D. So we're gonna move on to our topic then. Oh boy. Uh, what can? <laughs> how can a trail a Tales improve itself? Because I mean, I like. I like how Tales is now, but it is the same formula for the last four or five games. That's okay. It really isn't, though. It isn't, though. I say it's not. I, I So I made a video on my channel. It's probably like the last video I made. It's been a long time. But uh, I was looking at how even in Japan, like the sales are slowly declining. It's not like these giant leaps but like you can tell like the first week sales are slowly but surely going down every new game my in my opinion it's not a story or gameplay thing necessarily it's a i think it's a design thing like the the dungeon layouts the world layouts are just boring like in uh, Zisteria, there's just these big open fields and you just run for the sake of running just like oh look how big we made it but there's nothing there like like you look at zelda there's things to find there's korok seeds there's shrines there's weapons to pick up there's like things to find there's reasons to explore in 
in Zestiria, there really is no reason. Do you think they could make a Tales game like Breath of the Wild? Whoa. I don't know if that team has it in them, if I'm being honest. They no, would no, need no, I'm just saying. Do you, can you see that for, uh, that working? Like like I said, they'd have to hire like a new design team. Because I just... I haven't seen them make a game like that. I, I honestly think they should just go back to like Vesperia. They should just go back to World Maps. Like If your whole thing is like, we're going to keep it classic and we're not going to update it. It's like, okay, well then go back to what works and just do better design towns. Keep the world map simple, but... You know, like, save resources for the things that matter. You know what you're missing, Taylor? You're missing the fixed camera. Fixed camera, it's because, fine. No, because you... That's what made the world for Vesperia all awesome, because the camera would, like, move and be in specific places to emphasize areas of the map. But with the later Tales games, they're free cameras. They're all... They're, you could move them around and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And then it makes it, it... I've noticed this with Vesperia... And, and, not Vesperia... With Briseria and Zisteria, man, lots of areas. Yeah. Um, the free the free camera m- kind of made it weird for me. It was like hmm. something's missing. This doesn't feel like very Talesy. But Maddie, what about you? What do you think? What do I think? Yeah. I mean, I need first. Wait, I'm gonna interrupt you. <laughs> I need you to play a 2D Tales game. What if I don't want to play a 2D Tales game? Oh, you want to play a 2D Tales game? I don't want to play a 2D Tales game. <laughs> they're, they're, one of the, they're the best. Whatever. The conversation heard around the internet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, granted, I started playing these games about two to three years ago. So it's not like I, I quote unquote grew up with these. Um, I liked. Uh, I liked the way Berseria ran. I liked a lot of what Berseria did. Um, there was interacting with some of the environment. There was the way they did the skit system I enjoyed because the side quests actually kind of were meaningful. Yeah, the skit system was really good. The skit system was really good. There was like better animations and stuff like that. Um, they also, they didn't really, they didn't build off of the world of the previous title, but they added Dead. to it. <laughs> well, it's technically the previous title is, you know, later in the the storyline so i guess they i don't know yes they built off that world pretty well um but you wouldn't change anything their tale is perfect thinking about it um how do you like moving around in graces compared to did graces graces had grace had a fixed camera grace graces had a fixed camera grace had a fixed oh it did hmm um yeah, I could see a fixed camera working. I liked Grace. I did actually like walking around Grace's like world. I think a little bit more than um, Berseria and Zesteria. Uh, <laughs> it's I told it's it's that free camera. Free camera it also, changes everything. There was also the Tales formula of at the end of the. I don't know if it's the Tales formula, but like three of the Tales games I played in the row had it, whereas like you get the ship, and you use the ship to travel the world. I think that's just a JRPG trope. Yeah, in that's general. like an old school JRPG thing. Okay. Yeah, like all the Final Fantasies. Like, yes, I finally got the airship. I mean, that was that was cool. I like that because it made it easier teleporting. The system that replaced that was just buy a, a bottle in Berseria, and you could just teleport to the different towns, yeah, which weird. felt kind of anticlimactic, but like it made it useful traveling around the world. I know that you're scared of going back because it's archaic, but you played Tales of Hearts, and yeah. I just retried it yeah and it has random battles in it yeah i know so i think that's the only thing that you would be afraid of is random battles the thing i'm afraid of is 2d battle systems bro that's it's like playing a fighting game man i 
did I say I really enjoyed fighting games? Yes. Okay. Um, <laughs> I guess I like fighting games. I mean, sure, but I also, uh, I don't know. I just have a, a, a list. Yes, I'm scared, and I also have a list of other games I want to play ahead of an, a 2D Tales game. What about you, Ben? What are your gripes with Tales, and how would you, how would you improve them? Yeah, it's it's difficult because I I actually one I haven't finished Berseria, and what I have played of Berseria I've liked, um, and so for me, uh, Berseria was like a significant improvement over Zisteria. And so, but I, I guess when I'm thinking about it in a grand scale, uh, you were talking about the, the Tales formula and like how it needs to change. And when I think about these games, like when you actually get into them, there's quite a lot that is different usually, like in terms of theme and tone and characters and like what they're actually tackling with the story. There, there are a lot of differences uh and they do they do make significant changes to the battle system Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. and i still think there's a lot of novelty in that tales battle system itself like i'm i'm not sick of that style of combat by any means Mm -hmm. but i think the problem is one of style in a way because i think if you were to put zisteria and berseria side by side i mean those are games with drastically different tones and i think for a lot of it they look very similar um, and, you know, when we're comparing it to a series like Persona, right, where I would argue that they have absolutely just been kind of expanding upon the central formula, um, it's, I think, more difficult to confuse those games because of the way that they differentiate them. I mean, Persona 3 is blue, Persona 4 is yellow, Persona 5 is red. Um, just stylistically, like, the, the, the types of music that they're playing, um, the way that the environments look, the type of environments that you're exploring um, are all so dramatically different. And so I think just from a purely visual sense, uh, Tales could stand to be a little bit more adventurous in the types of designs that it's putting forth. Oh yeah, yeah I um, see that. the um, I think it started with Grace's. The two tails teams merged into one, the two different design teams, and you've had the same style. You could see it in the in the character designs, in the the world, and um, what's it called? The like weapons and stuff. They all look very similar, and um, I've always wanted them to change that, to change back to what they used to be. It's just they had like you know the. You know, Asbel has that coat that's a very like all these designs yeah. on it, and then you notice that there's like a character like that in every single Tales game now. Saray kind of has like yes. that, except it's different. It's like a big sheet. I don't know what you call it. <laughs> I mean, Aizen kind of yeah. has that. That's it, what we <laughs> it's the same thing. It's the same type of design. You know, um, art does art design. When you compare them to the older ones, Tales of Destiny looked different than Tales of Eternia. Uh, Tales of Fantasia looked different than Tales of Symphonia. There, I mean, they have this same kind of like it looks like a tales game but the art style was always kind of different but now they all look very similar here's what i'm hoping i hope they get themselves in a fire emblem situation where like namco's like all right this is your last chance if this doesn't like really blow it out of the water sales wise like your guys are done and so i hope they just put all their effort and they like really experiment and get crazy and they like make this game that everybody can get excited about tales again and then it just they take it off a whole new direction because for better or worse, you know, like fire emblem 
had like almost no presence in the West until Awakening, and it just added all these things, and it was amazing. So I'm hoping whatever this new Tales game again, they've been taking a while. Like Berseria came out last year in Japan or the year before or something. It's been, I think now it'd be like almost two years since they've announced the new Tales. Game. That's I'm actually happy about that because it's like okay, good, they're taking their time. They're not gonna rush a Tales game out because I'm, I wonder if they're coming to the same conclusions like okay we need to redo the design we need to there you know our sales are going down let's think of something that we can do to spruce it up it's it's funny that you bring up fire emblem and we were talking about persona because both of those games have their own sort of system of building relationships with characters um waifu and it's oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's something that you're seeing other series adapt as well uh, do you think that is something that would work in Tales? Do you think that is something that would be well-received? Would you want to see it? Well, I'm actually pretty sure that, like, an episode or two ago, Nick was the one who's just like, guys, you should, we, should have so- like, we should have social links in Tales, and it'll be great. Like, you, uh, your party members, depending on who you bond with, you'll, get, you'll power them up, you'll get extra items, you'll get extra abilities, and I could actually see that happening in a Tales game, because that would be a new mechanic, and it'd be fun because you develop the characters a lot more i don't know nick you want to continue because it was technically your thought it was my thought yeah well sorry. my idea was you go to a new town and there would be a story moment where your party members split up something like that and you could explore this town and then you could find like mini events that you could talk to like with your characters and you get to know these guys you get to know them better or you just totally totally ignore it if you right. want to but this is this will kind of like replace the skit system, and the skits would actually mean something. It's true, but I also liked the skit. They're still going to be there, but they're going to do this instead. I feel like that would be more meaningful because to me, skits always seemed just gives you like an annoyance, or not an annoyance, but I'm like, ah, they're just there. Like I'm not really getting anything out of them, but I feel I feel like obligated to watch them, even though. They're not that interesting. I will say some skits are meaningless, and I like your idea about that. But I also like the skits, for example, in Berseria, where you'd be in the story moment, and then suddenly you go into a skit that helps narrate the story moment better because the animations, instead of your one character just running down a hallway, all the animations, all the characters are yelling at each other, like, oh my god, what's going on? You know, all that stuff. I liked those kind of skits. Those kind of skits are awesome. I don't want that to go away. Mm-hmm. But your system is very good as well. well before, I mean, before Nick gets into it, unfortunately, I'm going to have to step out. All right, but Bye, Ben, Taylor. it was good talking with you again. Yeah, thanks yeah. for having me on. For sure, we'll see you later, Taylor. Yeah, and I'll we'll probably s- be back later. Yeah, All right. and we'll see, and you'll see Ben probably at PSX. Probably, <laughs> probably. Sorry, man, I gotta get by. Sorry, sorry. Anyway, get into it, Nick. Yep. Um. Oh my gosh, the um, Tales of Zillia actually had sort of a had a uh, system link or a social link thing. Same with uh, Tales of Hearts. Do you remember that? Oh, man, it was my first Tales game. Um, I mean, they had a... I know one of the things was Spirit Link, but that was like just kind of part of the story. I didn't think you actually leveled those up. You do level them up. Like, you see how what, like, what relationships these characters had towards each other. And you like... I remember in Hearts, it showed you what they thought of them. I don't know uh, what I really... Don't I don't remember. remember. I don't remember what it did, but I remember it was there. But in Zillia... It helped you do your link attacks. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I can see, but... Uh, <laughs> It'd be a cool system to implement. It'd be I would funny like it. because that would mean every... F- other than Final Fantasy, every Tales... Or every JRPG we played would have social, would have links. social links. Trails, Tales, 
uh, Persona and Fire Emblem. I mean, it's a great system to I mean, use it, it, for story. Continue. Uh, yeah, I was just thinking about Xenoblade. You know, you have something that is kind of similar oh, yeah. with the the relationships as well. In Xenoblade as well, yeah. I don't know what it... Oh, I know what it does. Never mind. I just... I. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Uh, I was just going to do a quick, like... I just don't want what happened if they do the crazy tales were remaking some things. I don't want them to. It sounds awful, but I don't want them to Final Fantasy fifteen it, where it pissed off a lot of the old like tales. Uh, God, Final Fantasy players mm-hmm. because it didn't feel like Final Fantasy, right? I don't want them to not make it feel like tales in trying to surprise us kind of deal. I would. I know this is never going to happen again. I would like to return. To a 2D battle system. So badly. I think you just want to live inside Tales of Destiny. I think like you, you just do. want to put your consciousness inside Tales of Destiny. You guys, you need to play. <laughs> the remake battle system's so good. I, I believe you. liked the Grace's battle system because evading and stuff, that was so much fun. Just imagine that, but in 2D. It's not the same. And like your spells would actually hit and you know they don't miss. But I don't like. That's what I don't like about the well, 3D ones. Okay, well, that's just your problem. But, um, but the, I, I the reason I like the 2D Tales games, especially the newer newer one or the newer ones, um, it's more like a fighting game, and I love fighting games. Then that might be just a personal preference because I, I think if it went to 2D, I might get mad at that. I wouldn't like that. It might be fun, but oh, it would. So I liked the systems like. Um, you know, like uh, I like I love this this the Seraphim Link. What was it called? I always forget. Oh uh, my gosh, I don't. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, um, that was a very unique. I think that was kind of people. There's either people that liked it or people didn't like it. I loved it. It added a whole layer strategy. It's when uh, it was Zestiria's battle system, and then I mm-hmm. liked Berseria because of the whole you use your you know your break, you do your whole combo, and then your other character could pop in and continue the combo. That was great as well. Yeah, I like Berseria's. And you can't have stuff like you can, but it wouldn't feel as great or powerful if you just are stuck in a 2D battle system because the freedom of movement, some of the some of the abilities were movement like stuff. I really need to show you these battle systems, Maddie. Nick, stop. I mean the I I've watched you play Tales of Destiny. I've seen these battle systems. Yeah. I just don't like them. But not like intense battles. Like uh I think one of my favorite things that happened was and there's this ba- boss boss battle. I'm about to die because it's a one-on-one battle and he's about to do his uh mystic art and what like he has to hit me first to do it. And right when he was about to do it, I would dash forward, which uh, I made it so it would automatically go behind him. Mm-hmm. I dash forward, counter him, and then do like an awesome combo with my com- with all the combo counter that I had, and just beat him that way. And that was the coolest thing because it just felt like a fighting game. I was like, I just. But you keep going back to it felt like a fighting game. I love it. Not everybody wants to play a fighting game in Tales. Ben Ben understands. Ben understands. It's just. You counter someone, and then you get that awesome combo. You can combo. do that in a 3D battle system. I've done it. It's fine, Maddie. Okay. It's fine. Ben, what do you think about this? I I haven't played Tales of Destiny. Yeah. Uh, I someday want to make you happy. I don't know when that's going to happen, but yeah. It... So when the when the English, the, the fan-made, fan translation patch comes out, I'm going to send you it. I'm like, here, you could go play it. And here's an extra controller. You could have Brad play with you. 
you have the room. I can't I can't make any promises, but <laughs> you make it sound like the best experience. Well, that's the one thing I'm scared about because he's very good at hyping these games up and when he did that for Taylor for Cold Steel. Well, Taylor's just weird. It, I know, but you also have a tendency to really hype up games and sometimes it just doesn't fall to people's preferences and then your overhyping makes them let feel let down. So I think you should hush. Overhyping is definitely a danger, though. Yeah. Uh, you do, it, like you have, in, you want to do tactical hyping. Yeah. Where like, you just it's it's like little strikes that you just you hit them right at the right moment. Exactly. Um, and that's and that's how you get them excited. Yeah. That's how Huber does it. Uh, I don't know. Huber Huber is like a constant explosion, so I don't know. <laughs> but. <laughs> that seems to work for him, I guess. It flies in the face of everything I just said. Um, but, you know, thinking more about Tales, and I almost feel like this is a super shitty thing to say, but I'm, I'm really kind of happy with the space that Tales is occupying for me personally uh, at the moment. I, like, I, I'm, I really want to get through Berseria before 2017 ends because I was enjoying it so much. But, like, it's not... I don't quite put it at the same level as other RPGs, and I think that's okay for me. Mm-hmm. Um, it, like I said, with that battle system, uh, I like I spend enough time in between Tales games where that still has a lot of novelty to it for me, um, and so it's kind of like not not B tier. That's that's maybe like too aggressive of a way of saying it, but I don't. I don't necessarily need, personally, a grand reinvention from it uh, as long as they make improvements or they're trying enough different interesting things with each entry. I'm okay with that, and I definitely think Berseria was a smart, interesting shift away from Zisteria, which I had a lot of problems with. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like I, I don't know if I would want every single JRPG to be competing for my top spot all the time. Yeah, that might be tiring. You know, uh, <clears throat> I would like, oh, I would like to see a uh, improvement like from Sky to Cold Steel. So just, yeah, I could, I could see where you're going with that. Yeah. Wait, what do you mean? <laughs> I mean, because because I'm you're you're coming from a place with a lot more experience than I am. So I think he's going kind of like. Um, he hasn't played. I know, but he's played. He's played a bit of Cold Steel. He's played a bit of Sky, first chapter. Yeah, but he hasn't played yeah. the other chapters. First. He hasn't played the other chapters. Yeah. But I think I'm going from the the view of it was a, a graphical improvement. You, you have the you have the you know the Sky version of art style, and then you have the Cold Steel version of art style. You know, mm. um, you have that, and then the combat system, while the same, is you know slightly different. It was I I would say that Cold Steel is a lot better because um, um, of just the more 3D-ness and just the moves were better, like, design and stuff like that. So you're just going for, like, you know, a graphical and, like, improvement. The battle system, battle system is very much improved. Um, I'm talking about social links and, oh. like, like, that was added and stuff like that. I mean, it still feels like a Trails game, but it's just improved. Yeah, I was thinking about the social link thing, um... That sounds totally and, plausible. And that's not, you know, that's not in Trails in the Sky. And I was totally fine with that. I, I wasn't lacking for anything just because I felt like that world was given so much care and attention. 
um, and that they they carved out space to let each of those characters shine. And I really think at the end of the day, like regardless of how they present it, right? Like whether it's us choosing to spend free time with a certain character or us just, you know, the game shuffling us along and having a quiet moment between two characters, like both of those can be equally effective. What really matters is that they're like well-written yeah. Um, yeah. and and there's, you know, there's some character development there. Uh, and to be honest with you, I don't think that that is something Tails has always done a great job of. Yeah. Uh, not that Tails doesn't have good characters or like, but not that I don't have my own favorites or anything, but like I, There are a lot of times where I'm playing a Tales game and I feel like it just kind of, like, I understand in the moment, I appreciate it in the moment, but it doesn't stick with me the same way that it does in other games. And so I think even just buttoning that stuff up, just buttoning up the quality of the writing in those games uh, would do a lot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm hoping. Berseria was so good. Berseria was, like, it was a huge step up from Zisteria. Yeah. I couldn't believe some of the story moments in that game. Specifically, Man. specifically one that that got tied with music when that character goes, ah. oh yeah that was so great it's fun it's fun <laughs> listening to Maddie play games because you hear scream at or certain yells. moments that you know and you're just like hm, yep, only when you've that. played the game before me which let's be honest it's most games I've played yep <laughs> what was the there was like that persona 5 thing that you like recorded oh. and screamed about <laughs> yeah 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 I can't say We can't that. say what part. I was alone in the house. That's the only one. That's the only reason why I was able to scream that loud and not feel self-conscious. Um, two, uh, that was a moment I've been waiting for for 80 hours. Um, so when, when stuff went down, yeah, I just went. That was the biggest moment of me releasing whatever I felt inside ever. I'll say that. Was, oh yeah, three what's. And then, and then tears. And then breaking down crying. For And then the, like, hour-long story that happened afterwards. Just, it's various of me going, what? This makes no sense. Oh, my God. That really just happened? Yeah, it was really, yeah. really funny. I mean, Man, you were I wish there. you could have experienced that live. <laughs> it's the joy of video games encapsulated. That's great. That's what I think. I think I'd be a really good streamer because I like talking <laughs> to myself when I play games. So just, like, I'll just say random crap. And be like, I totally called that, or don't you do it? Yep. You know, stuff like that. <laughs> it's kind of annoying sometimes. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's why I like playing games alone. <laughs> I'm, just, I, I'm just thinking about when you beat Berseria. Berseria, yeah, that was intense. I do go to work. I, I go to an hour okay. After. I come home from work and my sister's just crying, like bawling. <laughs> And I'm like, okay. And I go into my room, and then she just walks into my room, like, Nick, why? No, 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 no. I wasn't. I wasn't crying. I was like past the point of tears. I was like just that broken kind of wreck. But you started bawling again inside, yeah, because you started playing the music again, <laughs> Nick. So I was like, Nick, why? And he's like, Yeah, you know what happens? Plays the song that like hits me the hardest, and I just start crying right in front of him. Yeah, I'm and then cool. I had to go work in a restaurant right after, and go up to people and say, "Hi, welcome to this place. Can I get you something to drink, or would you like an appetizer?" Well, just silence. Tears are streaming down my face. I can't tell if this was a good experience for you or just like a horribly no, scarring one. It was so okay. So I was crying because the end, but also because it was so good. 
It was tears of, oh my God, that was amazing. Wow. Okay. Well, man, now I feel like retroactively kind of bad for saying that stuff about the writing of tales. Maybe Bruceria will completely change my mind. I don't know. I mean, I mean, it has the it ha- it does have the typical tr- tales writing yeah. sometimes, but dur- and during the good story moments, that does have its charm. The ending. The ending, yeah. And he's played Tales of Zestiria. Mm-hmm. Uh, as he, yeah, he's finished. You he's finished, finished it, it, right? Yeah, I finished Zestiria. Yeah, right. he finished Zestiria. The, the ending. But it's... <laughs> okay, yeah. Yeah. That's it. No, no more. No more. No more. I think you've hyped Ben to play Berseria yeah, and sorry. Cold Steel okay, and Sky. That was me yep. personally, okay? I'm not trying to, like, overhype you. I just... No, 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 no. And no, I... you weren't. You're not. You're just... Uh, you loved it so much that you were a wreck. Yeah. That's great. It was pretty fantastic. Also, it was a game with a solid female protagonist. I love that. Like, I mean, she had her flaws and stuff, but it was like a female protagonist. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, and that's something, like, that was one of my biggest takeaways from Dress in the Sky. Like, Estelle, I think you could make an argument where she's easily one of the best female characters Oh, yeah. In JRPGs. Like, she's just incredibly well done. And she's always true to her character. She, like, yep. She's really well written. She has her arcs. It's, it's really good. Yeah. I just, find yeah. It, I just find it funny that Manny was like, yeah, I, I, I connect to you. I, can, I connect to I Velvet. Connect to like, yeah, okay, feels, so you're, like some of the you're stuff a demon? Does, is that, is yeah, that what I'm you're saying? Demon. Yeah. Sorry, Nick, for having feelings it for funny. family members. It was funny. I thought it was funny, God. Yeah, you feel you you like my pain a lot of the time. No, I don't. Yeah, you do. Tales of, Tales of games. Um, they have their flaws, but Berseria is going in the right direction. I feel. Have you guys played the mobile game? Which one? Was it Tales of Rays? Yeah, Tales of Rays. That's N- what it is. No, but I've seen so much hype for it on Twitter. I'm considering. I'm playing it. Tales of Link, but that's. That's nothing. Um, yeah, I've seen a really, really bad advertisement on YouTube. Oh, really? Yeah, it was like Dragon Ball Z Connect bad. <laughs> so I just started it. Keep that in mind. All right. But I don't have any desire to play any more of it because okay. it's trying to take the Tails battle system and map it on a touch screen. Oh. And maybe maybe I just need more time with it to get used to it. But boy, right up front I was like, this feels awful. Yeah. So it's when you get those like controllers you could actually plug into your phone and suddenly you could start playing console games on your phone. I don't I'm know. sure it's I, getting there. I just don't like using mobile games. Yeah, it mobile feels games. compromised. Yeah, mobile games. Hmm. Stick with console. I uh when I can, I've been squeezing in like tiny bursts of Fate Go, and that that's been pretty fun. Uh, if you guys are looking for a JRPG slash visual novel thing on your phone, I've been having a good time with that. I've installed something called Dragon Ball Z Doken. Oh no! I downloaded that. I don't. I don't think I ever actually really played it though. It's like Tales of Link, but with Dragon, but with Ball, Z Dragon Ball Z characters. Oh, and I was boy. like. Yes. Oh no. <laughs> I don't know what Tales of Link is either. It, yeah. it, it's you collect tales of characters, and there's like rare ones and super rare ones and legendary ones, and they're all it's all across every tales game, and 
it's about it's like collect them all and then if the battle system is like a connect all the dots i don't even know how to explain it that i watched you play doesn't it doesn't sound kind of great weird. it's it's just like it's very it's like it's this very dopamine addicting kind of stuff oh but, boy but there's <laughs> oh a boy. it just yeah it's all about the dopamine and collecting all the tales characters that you want yeah if i got into it I, that would all be all i cared about would be like i gotta, gotta collect like, my I, favorite I got, characters like, gotta collect my favorite characters i gotta get santa sexy santa velvet i gotta get it oh my god i can't believe that's basically <laughs> well <laughs> i guess so, so yeah that's basically what fire emblem heroes has become for me now like i'm not collect the sexiest just, waifu do it <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm just basically like getting my orbs and then when i have enough orbs i'm summoning because I, I just haven't been putting time into leveling people or anything <laughs> like that but yeah. collect them game yes the best i got i got really addicted to tales of link and then i stopped yeah you did uh, because I was like, okay, I got super sexy Mila. I got, I, yeah, I I got beach you got Mila. That. You showed her to me. And, and I was like, okay. I got made Mila as well. It was like an event going on for Mila. And I got all of them somehow. Okay. It was just random. Sure. Yeah. I was doing the event. And I'm like, okay, I got all the Milas. I'm done. No, no Good Magi. Good job. And exactly. I was like, they just handed this to me. I, just, I didn't really do anything. All right. She collected all the Milas. <laughs> I, I got all the Milas. You know, I'd- Namco did... Oh, this is sad. They released... I don't know if you remember this, but they released Tales of Fantasia English, and it was like the PS1 version, on mobile. On mobile? Yeah, yeah. They did it free-to-play, right? Yeah, it was free-to-play, but you had to like do like microtransactions and stuff or something like that. It was really, it was really bad, and they took it down. But it was so sad because it's the only version of in Tales English? of Fantasia in English. Wait, I thought Tales of Fantasia came out on GBA. It did, but it's an awful port. Oh, is it? It's a really okay. bad port. Okay. And um, damn. Yeah, and yeah, but the PS One port or I guess a remake was really good, and that was what the mobile one was. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. It, yeah, we didn't get it. No bummer. I mean, if I I played it, not with emulators. Yeah. Good job, Nick. That's the only Tales game I don't own. Oh, I don't really own. I need to get that one. So I can play it English legally. <laughs> legally. Legally play it. So your official checklist is get PS1, Tales of Fantasia, and have all of the rest of us play and love Tales of Destiny. Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. Tales of Destiny is such a good game. I mean... What was your first PS uh, first JRPG that you played as a kid? Do you remember? My first JRPG that I played as a kid, mm-hmm. uh, it was either Pokemon or Final Fantasy VII, which is a super boring answer, but it's the truth. I mean, that's, um, that's a lot of people's. Yeah, it's one of those two. And that, do you have very fond memories of that? Oh, absolutely. I mean, it helps that I genuinely think those are both excellent games, but uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. there are very few games I can say this about, but Pokemon, like those original games, like those were my life for multiple years. Like, it was all I did every day. It was great. Ah, Pokemon. Yeah. So, my Final Fantasy VII was Tales of Destiny. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. And 
I love that game so much. I had my friend, my friends were there. They loved it as well, and we just played that all the time. Whenever we went to each other's house, got all the secrets. We had the PSM with the strategy guide and everything in it, and it was awesome. And uh, they remade it. So imagine you getting your Final Fantasy VII remake already. Well, let's not counter. <laughs> Let's not count things before they hatch here because we we don't have that Final Fantasy VII remake. But it was announced. Sure. Yeah. So that's what I felt when I when that when that game came out. And we never got it, sadly. But it came out, and holy crap! I, I I like even just from like not a Tales of Destiny perspective, just from a Tales of game. I am so sad we didn't get this, get this in English because it's so well made. And it has as it has a lot of goodies and a lot of extras that Tales don't really do anymore. That I wish I could do, but it's in Japanese, so I can't really read it. Mm. But it was just I wish Tales would do that again. Just all the extra goodies, added all that in the super special dungeons, the fight four uh, final bosses at once, kind of that stuff. Oh, like the Grace's like arena. Yeah, but you could do it like yourself and. Um, and you could have, there's a there's items that you could get that you could turn certain characters into another character so you could have a party of the same character. Okay, that's pretty random, but all right. Isn't that but it's all, just imagine having like being able to have you Better say the right character right now. Four Felvets in one in one battle system, in one battle. No. It's just random, right? Or one or a bunch of sorays. No. Yeah. Both those characters have their duos. It's Velvet and Sloppy Set or Saray and McLeo. And you just ruin everything. I know. Okay. Have I, them both together fighting. Just have four Lloyds. Is that you, the you, guy from Tales of Symphonia? Yeah, it was for Ben. <laughs> I I like Tales of Symphonia, but that did nothing for me. <laughs> Dang it. I'm trying to... Th- Kratos? I don't know what, what it's a good... Just, yeah, you could make your own party... <laughs> Party. Uh, four roses. Four roses. There, we go. there you go. That's four roses. Yeah. yeah. There you go. There's there stuff you go. like that. You could customize your stuff. That's pretty cool. Four futabas. Four, yeah, four futabas. futabas. Oh man, I would love to see that day. Just futabas, just on all on her like her little console. The hacking. Yeah, just hacking. They're, they're all just like saying like different smarmy one-liners. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <It'd> be great. <laughs> You wouldn't even fight a battle. They just yeah, hack it just out. Just hacking constantly. <laughs> Party buffs online, and then just all of them just buff each other with different buffs. Yep, you're <laughs> invincible, basically. One right. screams no because they're about to die, then the other screams no because they're about to die the next turn, and then the other one screams no. I use that ability a lot. <laughs> all right, so it's been two hours. Great talk. Lots of awesome talks today. Thank you again, Ben, for joining us. It was awesome. Yeah, thanks for having me. Of course. Yeah. And we'll hopefully have you on whenever you're free. (laughs) Whenever 2017 ends. Whenever, yeah, yeah, whenever 2017 ends. I want to be on after I've played Tales of Destiny. That's. (laughs) I feel like that needs to happen. Wait, have you played the first one? Mm -mm, No. You should try that one. That one is it's the second Tales of game ever made. I want you to see how you. What do you think about it? I thought we were... Okay. okay. I mean, that's that's easier to get than getting the Tales of Destiny remake. Okay. Yeah. I see. <laughs> One day. Like, well, just, I want to I wanna hear your voice when I'm like, yeah, I've played, played Tales of Destiny. Awesome. 
I mean, luckily it's like a PS One game, so it's only like forty hours long. But you know, only forty hours, no big deal. Only, only forty hours. We all play JRPGs here. We know that's just like you know, that's the that's the short version. I don't know. Short JRPGs are twenty hours to me. Yeah, twenty five. I would say. Yeah, memories of Celseta, short. Mm, you know. Right. 40 is like kind of 40 to 60 is like the average and then you get to the 80 to 100 and you're like oh god persona 5 status yep so i'm googling amazon prices for tales of destiny it's gonna be like 100 and 200 dollars yeah oh boy you should do what uh what sean was gonna do for you you should just ship him your uh tales of destiny i should ship him taylor's tales of destiny because his (laughs) is in better condition okay (laughs) That's too precious of an item, though. And like, that's exactly what Nick said to Sean. <laughs> Sean really wanted us to play Jade Cocoon too, and he's like, "Here, I'll just ship you mine." That was the funniest thing. I'm gonna end this podcast right, right now, and then yes. I'll tell you the story after we end the podcast. Okay. But thank you guys for listening. Be sure to subscribe, like, comment. If you're listening on YouTube, if you're listening on iTunes, please give us a review. It helps us out greatly. This is Giant Sword Podcast, and we are out. Bye.